0: It's our big prediction and preview episode where we will give you our final thoughts on Boston College in their matchup against Georgia Tech. All of that in basketball talk on today's Locked on Boston College.
1: You are Locked on Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked on
0: Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. If you've been listening to all our shows this week, I want to thank you personally for doing that. Uh, We've had some really interesting shows talking all about BC football and BC basketball. On today's show, we're going to dive into both of those topics as we preview BC football in their matchup against Georgia Tech and BC basketball against Holy Cross. With me today, as always, we have Eric Hoffs. This actually took a week off last week, but Eric is back. Eric, how's it going?
1: I am good. My ratings are better than all the other shows each week. Right. Is that Absolutely.
0: Your numbers always right. go through the charts when we, I mean, you know, the, the people are clamoring for you when you're not there. Awesome. All right. So this is Eric's first episode, uh, post Phil Dracovic's return. And I, I have to start off Eric and talk to you. What was your reaction and how does that change your thoughts about the final month of football for BC football?
1: Well, as someone that's uh, holding a preseason ticket on BC over seven wins, I cannot tell you how ecstatic I am that uh, Phil Jurkovic is back. I mean, it totally changes the season around it, and the pro, pro- the pro- prognostications on this team. I, I really thought without him, like I was at the point where I was like, man, these guys might not make a bowl game. <clears throat> and with him back, I don't know, AJ, I think. I think there's a chance they could win out with him. I mean, they're not, they still have, I feel like they still haven't even played their best ball of the year yet, which um, gives me a lot of optimism. And I, I, with the schedule, the rest of the way here, I see no reason why they can't win out. I don't think that's an unrealistic expectation for this team.
0: Yeah. And in the end, right. If that's the case, if they win out and, we could talk about the Wake Forest game at another time because I I agree with you. I think there's a chance if BC plays their best ball for that game, especially a late November game at home, they could win that. Um, and yes. and and I don't think Wake is as good as people like. They could score a lot of points, but I think there's some deep flaws in that team that are going to keep getting exposed. But oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, so if BC were to win out, they'd be eight and four. They win a bowl. Say they go into a bowl game and win eight, and they win, they are nine and four. Which was what I predicted all along that they would win nine games. So, you know, every team goes through their top, their highs and lows. The lows for BC this year were weird because Djokovic was out. Now it's back to, you know, putting your foot on the, (coughs) sorry, putting your, putting the pedal to the metal as BC faces off against Georgia Tech in Atlanta. Now, I have to apologize. Yesterday I said I couldn't remember the last time BC played Georgia Tech at home. They played them at home last year. So yeah. I, I, I totally had flaked on that when I was recording at like 10 30 at night, but it's going back down to Atlanta. They played them in 2012. They lost, they lost that game, um, which they did a lot of times back, uh, you know, during, during that year, uh, Eric, what are your thoughts about the yellow jackets and you know, they're three and six, are they going to be much of a challenge for BC?
1: They shouldn't be if BC is um, on a trajectory, which I I think we both think they are. Um, I know at the beginning of the year, um, that Georgia Tech was playing a lot better, um, even even preseason. I think I think they were a team um, that you said these guys might be, be pretty good this year. Like they had that potential, yep. um, but they 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 have not lived up to it. Um, their <clears throat> Their defense has been wretched. They they they're in the bottom, you know, four or five in the league in almost every defensive category there is. Um, offensively, um, you know, they, they go through many games where, where they don't have much clicking, like uh, their, their passing game is not much of a threat. Their running game is decent, not great. Um, so yeah, this is, this is the team that, this is the team that BC should blast like this. I, I feel like this is, this is one of those games where BC might be able to, um, have like a comfortable you know 10 point win or something i i for one am shocked that um bc is the underdog in this game it's maybe just vegas not paying attention to how much better this bc team is with phil Drakovic at quarterback so i guess yeah. that's what i'll chalk it up to but um yeah i, I fully expect bc to win this game
0: uh, yeah and I, you you bring up the defense and i thought that was a great it's, it's the biggest factors to me when, when, when deciding how to make a prediction on this game, Georgia tech's past defense is 110th in the country. They're 111th overall. And, you know, BC is just waiting. Zay flowers is probably drooling looking at this game at this point. And now that they had Djokovic, you know, Dracovic played last week with very little practice. I think he only, you know, he got some frozen, but he really didn't play with the ones uh, during practice. If I remember what I uh, halfway said correctly, He's got a whole week of that behind, uh, in, you know, back into the system. So I'm not expecting him to be perfect, but I also am expecting some big plays out of BC's offense. What do you think, Eric?
1: Yeah, they are waiting to erupt, I think. And, you know, you, you pointed out, George Tech's past defense, um, being so poor. And yeah, if you think about the ACC, I mean, there's hardly even any good quarterbacks in the ACC this year. Um, right. So the fact that they're allowing this many yards to to these really below average passing attacks in the ACC, that speaks volumes to me like it's now or never. This is the week for this B.C. passing attack to, to break out. I agree with
0: you. Now, there's some still going to be some concerns. You know, if you look at the defensive side of the ball, there's some injuries uh, heading into this game based off Halfway's comments. It does not sound like Isaiah Graham Mobley is going to play. He said he, he basically in, in Halfway's term, he said, you know, it didn't look good. To me, that sounds doubtful. To me, uh, Brandon Sebastian, we don't know if he's going to return. But honestly, I, they're deep enough, I think, a cornerback to, to deal with that. And Trey Barry, they haven't. They said he's practicing, but we don't know about that. Along with Tyler Vrabel, who will be back. So some injuries uh, hit BC, and of course, Jason Matry and John Muse are gone. Um, is there anything from your perspective, Eric, about this game that concerns you about Georgia Tech?
1: No, I'm, I hate to say that, but I can't, I can't really find one thing. They do really well that the best thing I found is they don't commit many penalties just like BC. Um, but yeah, they, there's nothing they do particularly well. So this, this, like I said, I was shocked BC was an underdog based on what I've seen and, and read about Georgia tech.
0: Um, and I, you know, I thought this year, as I said, and this is one of those predictions that I was wrong on that I thought Georgia tech would re, re, uh, have a, you know, a breakthrough year, a year where they started to make some noise in the coastal. They obviously are not. If they lose this game, they are most likely they have Notre Dame and Georgia to, to end the year. They're going to go three and nine. Does Jeff Collins get fired for that? Or did they give him another year? Given that it does take a little while to really flush out the Paul Johnson triple option offense out of their system.
1: One more year. And I don't think he survives that either.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, they don't seem like they're a program heading in the right direction. So, uh, Eric, let's do some predictions here. It's you know you said it was a Georgia Tech, uh, uh, they were favored. I've seen it all over the place. I've seen BC favored. It's always like one or two points either way. What are your what are you predicting for this game?
1: Um, BC thirty-one to seventeen, I think is a comfortable win this weekend. AJ.
0: Oh, you got, you're right around where I'm at. I'm going to go with BC thirty-eight, uh, Georgia Tech twenty-one. Um, so I, th- I think George Tech might score a few. I like Jameer Gibbs. I think he's probably the most talented most talented player on their their side of the ball. Um, and you may get a point here. I mean, a, a b- explosive here or there. But I think what we're going to a- end up with after this game is Boston College being bowl eligible. And I know for some fans they're like, oh, you know, it's going to be the Fenway Bowl, blah 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 blah. blah. But this is going to be a big game for BC. So we'll have to see that. Now in a moment, Eric and I are going to get into the uh ncaa team uh games of the week some of the acc matchups and everything in between but before we do that let me tell you about mcdonald's mcdonald's has been serving customers around the world for over uh since 1965 mcdonald's has been more than just a place to get tasty affordable food it is a place where fan family and friends can come to reconnect a place where classmates can come and meet up for a study group knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and an endless supply of French fries and McFlurries. This morning, uh, my wife's mother came to help on uh, Veterans Day to help with childcare. She brought us some McRiddles for my kids and a sausage McMuffin muffin for me. I was a happy person. It was a delicious breakfast for us and a uh, great in a pinch. Now, if you're heading over to McDonald's, check out their Wi-Fi, clean stores, and all the goodies that they have, including McFlurries and French fries. McDonald's, thank you for sponsoring Locked On Boston College. But up, up, I'm loving it. Who did yeah. this is Locked On Boston College? AJ Black. We just talked about the BC prediction for their Saturday game against Georgia Tech, but we're going to jump around the ACC and talk about some of the other football games going around. But on Friday, uh, Thursday, the biggest news had to do with one of the other FBS programs in the Northeast, and that's the UConn Huskies who hired. Jim Mora Jr. as their new head coach Eric what are your thoughts about that
1: well that one came out of left field I well at least to me I wasn't really following the coaching search too much but um, he's like one of those names like you hear in like low-level jobs and I swear people put them up on like the hot boards just to like fill some space um, and I was really surprised to hear about that it's honestly for UConn I mean I don't <laughs> it's not like they could it's not like i can think of a better name they could have got not that i think he is a good name but you know what i'm saying i i I, yep. I, don't, I don't know who would even take that job so i i guess they're kind of lucky they got someone who um was once actually thought of as a hot name in college football a few years ago and um that's about as good as i could do but i mean that that program is just just a disaster obviously right now so yeah. good good luck to him i mean I, he hasn't coached in a Uh, been a head coach in a few years though. So I'm wondering like what kind of staff he can even bring over there. But
0: yeah, I was, I was, I was getting starting to get worried that they were going to start poaching some BC staff, but I don't think, yeah. Um, But you know, you're right. There's not much you can do. And when you said uh, a a coach that once was good, everything about Jim Moore jr. Reminds me of like the profile of bringing Randy Etzel in when they brought him back. Like he's, you know, a coach that once was good. And it just feels like they're just, you know, it, he sounds he sounds like he has the exact same profile as Etzel, except Etzel is actually good at one point. I don't really think Moore had that much of success. So we'll have to see. I I, I was thinking UConn would have done better with like, um, what's his name? Bob Chesney from Holy Cross. I don't know if even if he would have taken it, but something like a younger coach. But we'll talk more about that on Monday. I just want to know your thoughts on that. And uh, now let's check out some of the games. We're talking betting here. This is, we're going to give our odds and some of our games Uh, right now. We're recording at Thursday night and Pitt is beating UConn. I'd sorry. UConn UNC 17 to seven. We'll get a full recap that on Monday, but Saturday games, first of all, Syracuse and Louisville, it's a three point spread for, for Louisville. Ah, man. I don't know who I would pick in this game. Eric, who would you go with?
1: Oh, man, what, what a just classic ACC-like kind of mediocre team matchup this is. I mean, oh, just give me the points, AJ, or just shoot me in the head. <laughs> All right. I, I have no, no interest in this game.
0: Yeah, speaking of no interest in betting, um, at least for me.
1: Well, I have interest in betting, just not this game.
0: Yeah, no, and get specific games. So Clemson is a 41-point favorite over UConn, who we were just <laughs> talking about. I I, I got to go with Clemson in this. I, I, I've been waiting all year for their offense to pick up. They scored thirty points against Louisville last week. Maybe this is the week that they 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 put it all together. I don't know. What are your thoughts?
1: I'd have to go the same way as you. Like, <laughs> I don't. I can't even envision Clemson scoring forty-one, but I could never, under any circumstance, take that UConn team any game. So, give me Clemson, and I'm with you. I say their offense breaks out finally.
0: All right. On to Miami and Florida State. This is one of those heated historical rivalries in the ACC. Miami is a two and a half point favorite. Uh, Locked on Florida State host Drake says that this is a game that you don't ever take the favorite because the underdog is going to be scrappy and wants to win. I still think I'm going to pick Miami in this one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I as someone who's. 40 years old this game is so depressing to me because when i was growing up this was just a matchup every year and i used to be a a canes guy and one of my friends used to be an fsu guy and we oh man we had some fun watching those games but um yeah i got to just just in my fanhood i'm gonna take the canes but man the canes have been hot the last couple weeks too they are they're playing hard for manny down the stretch here and might keep them around
0: and if pitt somehow falls apart at some point, there's still, there's still a possibility they can make the ACC championship.
1: I know how crazy is
0: that? That's nuts. And speaking of teams uh, heading, in, but these are teams heading in the wrong direction. Duke and Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is an 11 and a half point favorite, but Duke has been playing abysmal football lately. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna go with Virginia Tech in this one, but this will be one of those games I wouldn't touch with the 10 foot pole.
1: Nope, I will not be playing this one. And um, I think I'd actually take Duke, and maybe the boys show up for. David Cutcliffe, I'm starting to feel bad for him with uh, where this program is heading right now. Yeah,
0: he's got to be done after this year, right?
1: Yeah, I, I can't see how he's having fun doing this anymore either at his age.
0: Yep. All right, so an interesting game. We're heading into the evening. There's two interesting ACC games, Notre Dame and Virginia. And I'm not sure. I don't know if you've been reading reports. If Brockham is not Brock Mendenhall. Brendan Armstrong is going to play. I think he is. Um, but Notre Dame is a five and a half point favorite. It's in Virginia. Give me Virginia in this one in an upset.
1: Yeah. I'm not even thinking, thinking twice about that. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised in that line and Virginia at home. This is going to mean a hell of a lot more to them than Notre Dame. Give me Virginia.
0: And then the game of the week. I mean, I could be one of the bigger games in all of college football, NC state versus wake forest. Wake forest is a two point favorite. It's in Wake. Wake is on a one-game losing streak after dropping that game last week to UNC. We talked about it earlier. I think there's some major issues with this team, and I think against a good defense like NC State, it's going to get exposed again. I'm going to take the Wolfpack.
1: Wow. Okay. I'm I'm going to go against you. I don't I don't I don't think uh, NC State as good as they are. I don't think they can stop the the Wake offense still. So I'm going to go with Wake.
0: All right. So whipping around the country, there's some other games to look at. Um, one of the big ones is Texas A&M and Ole Miss. Texas A&M is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I, I I don't know. I, I get the, I get this feeling in this game, and this is why I don't bet, because I, I bet on stupid things, <laughs> that, that Lane Kiffin has those moments where he has you know stupid magic where things happen. This seems like a game where he could find that. So I would, I'm going to take Ole Miss in this one.
1: Wow. I'm going the opposite because I think Lane Kiffin is going to do something to screw it up. So <laughs> we're going head-to-head on a lot of
0: these this week. All right, and again, you don't want to bet where I'm going. So, um, <laughs> oh
1: good. I'll take that as a good sign.
0: Oklahoma and Baylor. Oklahoma is a five and a half point favorite. I like Oklahoma. I, I'll go with them on this one.
1: Yeah, they're uh, they're on a roll. Baylor's having a nice season, but I just think Oklahoma is in a different stratosphere, and they they know they have something to to play for here down the stretch. So I'm going to Oklahoma as well.
0: And then finally, the other game I want to talk about, unless you have another one you want to talk about, Michigan is a, a point-and-a-half favorite over Penn State. And normally I, I would pick Harbaugh to fall on his face, but Penn State is hard. Man, they're a hard team to watch. I'm going to go with Michigan in this one.
1: Yeah, I feel like the team just has heard the rumors about James Franklin leaving, and they're just not really playing hard for him, I don't feel like. So I, I think Michigan, Michigan is playing hard for Harbaugh, Harbaugh every week um they're not an elite team but they're a very good team and i think they take care of business against penn state because they they still have something to play for here they're they're sneaking into the uh just sitting outside the top five here so they're they know they they control their own destiny basically
0: any other games that you wanted to talk about eric
1: no no i think you hit on all of them aj all
0: right and um air force is facing our friend Steve Adazio. (laughs) (laughs) two and a half point favorite for air force where do you got i
1: actually i actually have i I legit have put money on air force um I, i i i do check out adazio's weekly press conferences still just for a laugh and this week the theme of it is he was he was telling it might be true too but he's saying he's on his fourth mike linebacker this year he's got guys playing all out of position it's a not a lot of time to get ready for that option attack like all of the bingo excuses were coming out, and I was like, "Wow, he's gonna, he's gonna get steamrolled this week by by Wake. They aren't ready for this." So, so I. And by did... the way, the heat, the heat is way turned up on him right now. After they, f- I did not know this, but uh, the board. Well, I, I've heard of the Border War, but I didn't know it was Colorado State and Wyoming. And uh, it's a big they, deal. They- their fans are very upset that they lost to a really bad Wyoming team last week.
0: What? So I'm sure you heard his quote. I think it was Hoya Eagle was passing it around. The uh, Yes. What was that in reference to? Because I, I cannot listen to his press conferences, but I'm sure everyone knows it by now. What was he talking about?
1: Um, he was just talking about the effort of his team against Wyoming, um, which wasn't good. And like, it's, it's just classic Daz, you know, he doesn't, he he, like kind of half-ass takes responsibility and then lists about twelve reasons why the player has lost the game. So it's it's classic out of his playbook. I'm hoping they keep him around another year though, because it is on the, those weekends when BC gets gets you know stopped by someone, it's uh, it's fun to at least look over at what Adazio is doing. And I, I've shared on Twitter, I've shared some good accounts to follow uh, to just wallow in the misery of some of the Colorado State fans.
0: The, I mean, it's it it's it feels like you're in the Twilight Zone reading what the color. Oh my
1: is. God, dude! Every week, like, <laughs> well, like, like we've we been got, there. The guy last week, second and nine, we're running it up the middle again. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. It just it's just oh, it's comical. Just, right. it's the same shit.
0: So let's in a moment let's talk about uh, basketball because BC basketball. is I'm ready. First game. And I know Eric always has some good thoughts about that. Um, but before we do that. We're talking about things we like. I like Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar, if you haven't tried by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but does not taste like one. It's amazing. You have to check it out. They're made with 100% real chocolate. When you bite into it, you know you're having an experience that's different than any other protein bar that tastes chalky, waxy, or just hard to swallow. They're low carb, low calorie, low sugar and high in protein. I have one every day as my midday snack. Gives me the energy I need to get through work, to give me, you know, keep my hunger at bay, and it's a good thing to try out. Built Bar has so many different flavors you can check out, including coconut, raspberry, mint, brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate and cherry barcia, and they have specialty flavors that you could check out all the time. All you have to do is head over to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll receive 15% off your first order. Again, head on over to BuiltBar and use promo code LOCK15 at builtbar.com. Now, we are back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. If you know me, I've told you some of the bets that I've made. I've got Georgia winning the national championship. I'm still feeling good on that one. I have NC State at uh, six and a half wins. I think I already covered that one. Um, but you can do all sorts of bets in within games or in futures over at Bet Online. Head over to their website or mobile interface, sign up today. It is so easy to use, and when you sign up and use promo code Locked On, they'll give you a fifty percent welcome bonus. That's a win right there. From basketball, football, baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the twenty one season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So make sure to head on over to Bet Online, where the game starts. So we gave you, this is locked on Boston College. We gave you our predictions for the BC basketball, a uh, football game on Saturday. Go over, head over to Bet Online. You can make your wager over there. But we're gonna switch it up now. Let's talk about basketball because. BC basketball is one and zero, and Eric Hofsis, who's joining me today, he's got a lot of uh, opinions on BC basketball, and I'd love to hear what you thought about Earl Grant's first game and kind of how BC basketball approached that game. Well,
1: I mean, I I, I hear there's definitely some negative, we'll call it. Uh, Twitter reactions on on the team like, oh, you guys shouldn't be getting all excited about this. They're playing Dartmouth. They stink. It, you know, it's true. Dartmouth sucks. They're not they're not a good team. They're not even a good Ivy League team. They're kind of you know not they're not even gonna make any noise in that conference. But what I did see as a basketball nerd and someone who who kind of like looks for stuff on the court and just doesn't watch the shot like leave the guy's hand and, and watch to go into the rim. Um, the help defense was outstanding. Like I saw rotation, I I saw guys sagging and helping out on the ball handler. I didn't see guys going free of the hoop all night long. Like the the defense was so good. Um, now, obviously, they're going to be tested by much better teams along the way, but. From a, from a first start it was great. it was great to see the defense like just step up and win them a game by creating turnovers and, and getting them some easy buckets. Um, it's refreshing to not see them have to put up like 85 points to win a game. So I'm really I'm really excited uh, where the program set and obviously uh, a lot of people were very excited today about about the uh, the recruiting class officially coming in and and, and uh, really great ranking in their recruiting rankings as well. Yeah.
0: So they were top 25 on rivals. They were top 35 on two, four, seven, but th- what floored me, and I didn't realize this until uh, BC put it out there. This was the first time in BC basketball history that they had commitments from two four-star players, Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy. Cause you watch, you know, uh, that seems like it's par for the course for most ACC schools. But you know Earl Grant, to his credit, went out there. Donald Hand and Prince Aligbi, I think is how you say his name. Uh, two four-star commits coming in next year that you add in with Damar Langford and Gianni Thompson. Some of these younger guys, you, you know, you get the program heading in the right direction. Eric,
1: yeah, he's you, getting go ahead, he's Zach. getting some. Well, he's getting some blue chip guys. I just, I, I, especially people are listening to this podcast. I, I think you you definitely, obviously have a lot more. Football fans and basketball ones, just by nature, there's more of them. Um, I, I, I would just not to be the Debbie Downer, but I, I would remind people for basketball, like being a four star in basketball is not quite, um, as I, I was gonna call it a slam dunk, but that's really a, a bad pun, but it's true. Um, you know, in, in football, when you get a four star kid, rarely are those kids like just don't pan out and, and do anything and and basketball you you know the four-star guys are not always locks a lot of them are um like hamilton was a couple of years ago where they're you know they got the chiseled bodies and they're athletic and maybe have one good skill set and that's kind of that's kind of how some of these guys get their real high rankings so um it's great that they had a good recruiting class just uh, don't pencil them into the final four yet bc fans like let's see what these guys do on the court because it's not always given with basketball I and mean,
0: we were talking about the improvement in defense i think t- tyler Calvaruso 247 put it up that it, they he said that against dartmouth they had their first 24 second violation again uh, on defense that they've had since 2017 they've, they caused their first 24 second violation really? which is which I I I'll take his word for it, but that's crazy. If it took four years for that, that, defense to do that. Um,
1: that seems insane.
0: Yeah. But I mean, we know how BC's defense is going. but you know, it's, it's one game, right? It's Dartmouth this weekend. You have Holy cross. Do you know anything about Holy cross basketball this year?
1: Um, yeah, I, 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 I know, I know about them. Yes. Um, that, you know, it's, it's pretty much along the same lines as Dartmouth. Um, so it's hopefully it's the same. And uh, anyone who, anyone who follows my, my Twitter um, we know we're riding the BC under for a while here. It's going to be a sneaky, good bet. I think on BC hoops.
0: That last game against Dartmouth was a sneaky, that was a scary under. Cause I took, I took your word for it and I went on bet online <laughs> and it, I think they covered by three points and it looked like it looked like an easy bet going into halftime because it looked like they needed to score uh, like 90 points, I think. But then all of a sudden Dartmouth's offense just showed up and it, and it really started to hit that. But I I agree with you. I think that's going to be a a big, a big one to, to go with, uh, to follow through the, through, uh, through the season, Eric, uh, any players stick out to you specifically? Um, not yet. I
1: need to, I need to see more of a sample size before I get a, a hard opinion. I wish I could give like a more interesting answer than that, but I don't want I don't want, I don't want you pulling out the tape on me in a couple of weeks. Uh, so something I said, so give me, give me two or three more games to watch and I'll have some, some better takes on
0: BC hoops. All right, Eric, where can people find you on social media?
1: All my college sports hot takes EJ Hofsis. that's EJ. And my last name, H O F F S E S on, on Twitter. And, Get my barbecue feed on Instagram and Facebook Hoffa BBQ.
0: All right, Eric. Thank you for joining us. This is AJ Black. On Monday, we will be talking about the Georgia Tech game. We'll have Mitch Wolf to join us and give us his full analysis. Thank you all for following. If you have not done so already, go to YouTube. Just look up Locked on Boston College and hit subscribe. Even if you're not going to use YouTube, it helps us tremendously in growing our base. More people will find us. If you go to YouTube and we'll get more followers, it'll get more promotion, uh, publicity for the podcast. It helps a ton. So head over to YouTube and do that. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at AJBlackBC, and we'll all see you again soon. Have a great weekend, everyone. Take care.